Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Hey, hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Savor. Today we have for you a Savor short, um, which if you are new here, that is an amuse-bouge of theology. Listen to you pulling out the amuse-bouge. I'm trying I don't to even channel my inner right. Stacy. <laughs> so that's just like a one-bite um, delight, delight um, where we will discuss a theological topic, a word, or maybe a difficult verse, just give you a flyover of something that really has a lot more to it, and there's a lot more to it in depth, um, but we're giving you that one-bite delight of it. So what are we talking about today, Stacy? We are talking about the very big fancy word of sanctification. Yes. So I um, wanted to talk about this because I was talking with a woman recently and she was like, I just don't understand. You know, I keep going back and I keep doing these things and I don't want to do these things. And, um, and I was like, you know, but you're in the process of sanctification. And almost immediately as I said that, I thought to myself, I need to explain to you what that is because I know this person personally. And I'm like, that might be a word that you don't fully understand because I know I didn't fully understand that at one point, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so I kind of went on to explain to her what that was. And um, so I thought, hey, if maybe she needed it, maybe somebody else could use it. So I thought, let's do a saver short on sanctification. Yes, because it's a word that probably we have heard in church circles. So if you're, you know, you attend a church or you've been in small groups or your pastor may have said it. So you probably maybe have heard that word, but maybe not fully understood what that word is. And sometimes that word gets um, misplaced or really it gets conflated, kind of added on to the word justification. And there is a difference between those two words, between justification and sanctification. Suzanne, how would you say what's the difference between those two words? Um, so justification is, in my mind, it is when you accept Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, you are justified through the body of Christ, through the death, burial, resurrection, all of that good gospel stuff, right? You are justified in Christ. You are forgiven. You are made holy in Christ. There's nothing you have to do to earn that. Is that how you would kind of think of justification? Yes. And, And I even take it one step further than that. And I think it's a legal declaration of guilt removed. Yes. Like your guilt has been pardoned. You're, you are no longer guilty of that. And so it's a le- it's almost like a legal declaration of being forgiven. Yes. Such a good point because it probably comes from the word justice, justified, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Legal term. I love that because we, we've been forgiven. There's, our debt has been paid. Yes. And that is the same across the board for all Christians. At the moment that you accept Christ as your savior, savior, then you are justified. You have been justified. You have been completely forgiven in Christ. And that is not of our own doing. That is of God's doing and his 
kind mercy towards us through the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. And there's nothing else we need to do. We don't have to continually be justified. That's right. So I think that's the difference because sanctification is more of allowing God to do a work in us. Yes, that's as right. As to doing a work for us. I mean, we do. he does do the process of sanctification with us, but it does require cooperation on our part as well. So the sanctification comes from the verb sanctify, which just means like to set apart. Mm-hmm. When we think of set apart, we also think of that word holy, right? So yes. we're being made holy. Um, and, and I think the important part to remember is in this conversation I had with this girl is that that is a process. It's ongoing. If you struggle with a sin and you're trying to overcome that sin, that's the process of sanctification. It doesn't mean you say, I don't want to do this anymore, and you're probably never going to have that struggle again. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing about sanctification that I think sometimes we forget and we get frustrated with ourselves and we heap shame and condemnation on ourselves because, you know, we think, well, if we're being sanctified, we shouldn't struggle with that anymore. But that's actually the point of sanctification. Uh, I heard a pastor one time say it's like a beautiful dance. It's two steps forward and one step backwards. And I really do think when you begin thinking about allowing the Holy Spirit to do a sanctification work in your heart and you cooperate with the Holy Spirit, there are times when you are going to be walking forward. And then there are other times when your hardened heart, like my hardened heart, will rebel and take a step backwards. But in that moment, when we do take that step back, we need to run straight to the cross and straight to Jesus and ask for forgiveness and then start stepping forward again. That's the beautiful dance of sanctification. Yeah. I loved as I was reading in the systematic theology book. um, (laughs) I love that we're reading systematic theology. Um, And it talks about sanctification being that process of making a break from the ruling power and love of sin Mm. is what it said. Because if you think about sanctification, you know, for instance, this woman, there was a point in her life where she loved this sin and it didn't make her feel a certain way, Mm -hmm. right? And so now that she's in the process of sanctification, she's like, "I, I don't feel good about that. Right. And to me, that is the process of sanctification. That's what I told her. I said, celebrate where you've come from. Like, Three years ago, this would not have been an issue for you. You wouldn't be sitting here upset about something that you've done if you weren't in that process of sanctification. So, uh, and then he um, quoted the verse in Romans um, in verse in chapter six, verse eleven. Um, so you must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus, for sin will have no dominion over you. And I love that it said dead to sin and alive to God, because to me that speaks that I'm alive to the work of God. Like I'm Mm -hmm. open to the work of God in my life. Yes. And there's a scripture uh, in the New Testament that says, and he will complete the good work that he started in you, but he won't complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's the other word of encouragement is that this will be for the rest of our life. Sanctification will happen as long as we have breath in our lungs. If we're going to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and we're going to work on moving closer and closer in our relationship with the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin 
sins that we do. Because the reality is there may be something I'm doing right now that the Lord's like, I'm not going to convict her on that right now because she got all this other stuff she's working on. <laughs> He's she's like, like I can't overwhelm her. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> God meets us where we are. He just loves us too much not to let us stay where we are. He will never, he will never let you stay where you are and that will be okay. Because as long as we have breath in our lungs, he is wanting to constantly transform us. I love this verse in 2 Corinthians 3. It says, uh, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord is the spirit. Some versions will say we're being transformed from one degree of glory to the next. And I love the idea that it's one degree of glory, because when you are like riding a ship, if it's a huge ship and you try to turn that ship too quickly to course correct, you're going to you're going to sink the ship. And the Lord loves us too much. He's not going to sink our ship, but he is going to press on us so that we can make that transformation one degree of glory to the next. There's another verse. Um, Jesus is talking, I think, in one of the gospel accounts, and he's quoting, I think he's quoting an Old Testament scripture. I'll have to check that out to make sure I'm telling you the right thing. But he says, I will not sniff out a smoldering wick or break a bruised reed. And so I think the idea is we may not be where we want to be, and that's the process of sanctification, but God in his loving kindness and mercy to us is just going to want to nudge us just a little bit at the time. But that is a forever process. He will always be nudging us. And I love how you read the one degree of glory to the next and think about, yeah, I can't be overcorrected because I'll sink. And I read it and I think, okay, the expectation is that I don't go from being who I am today to having, there's not an expectation that I'm going to be completely transformed into the likeness of Christ in this area in my life tomorrow. Right. Right. It's like, it's a process. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the expectation is you go from imperfection to perfection overnight. I mean, you're never going to reach perfection. We said that, but in our heads, we think that's what's going to happen. And this is, I think, a really cultural thing that we see when we see people um, put down the church or put down um, God's people because of the way we behave. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's, I think, number one, there should be, yes, first and foremost, we should be evidence of God's work in our lives to our communities around us. But when we fail at that, then people automatically start judging our walk. But if they understood this process sometimes of sanctification, maybe they wouldn't be so quick to judge our walk. Right. Because it's like, yeah, I failed at that. I failed at that. But I'm being sanctified in that. And that process can look different from one person to the next. We don't know where that person started. Absolutely. It absolutely looks different. And I think that's another important part to remember, just because the Lord is stirring in my heart and working on something in my heart personally, maybe about what I watch on TV. He may be convicting me. That is a personal conviction that he's working in my heart for whatever reason, because he knows my heart better than I know my own heart. And he knows, hey, when you watch this, it leads you to have these thoughts about this situation. And that's not 
my best plan for you. And so I have to be careful when the Lord is doing a sanctifying work in me and he's speaking to me on convictions that I don't then lay that on someone else. I think that's another Mm -hmm. caution in the sanctification process because we feel like, well, if it's good for me, it's good for everyone. And, And I'm not saying it's not. We should not let any unwholesome speech come out of our mouth. We should not put any vile thing in front of our eyes according to scripture. However, Each one of us are in a different relationship. That's, again, how sanctification is different than justification. It varies from believer to believer on the area or intensity of where we're being sanctified, whereas justification is the same across the board. Yeah, and and I think that's such a good point because my one degree could be way different than your one degree on any given day, in any given moment. And so I think that's just helpful in, number one, giving ourselves grace, but also giving grace to those around us. Um, as we cultivate with Christ and with the work of the Holy Spirit, um, this idea of being sanctified uh, because it's a process and we will never reach that full sanctification until we are before Jesus himself. So I just thought that would be helpful in thinking about when you hear that word sanctification is it's a process that we're all in. So if you don't feel perfect, it's because you're not. It's because you're continually being sanctified if you're in submission to God and what he wants to do in your life. Yeah. And so to encourage you guys, because I think a lot of times we get discouraged Mm. in our walk because we're like, man, and the apostle Paul says, oh, wretched man that I am, Mm -hmm. I do not do the things I want. And I do the things that I do not want to do. Uh, That's in Romans. So if that word spoke to you, go read it in Romans. We'll add the specific chapter and verse in the show notes, but I want you to be encouraged today. If you are being convicted about sin, that is evidence of the Holy Spirit working through you in the sanctification process. I think we forget that. And sometimes when we're feeling the guilt or the shame of our sin, we just think we're terrible people. Get your eyes off of yourself. Put your eyes back on God because what He is doing in you through that is absolute evidence that the Holy Spirit is ruling and reigning in your heart. And that Holy Spirit is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Literally, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that took the dead Jesus Christ and raised him back to life again. And that power is what is at work within you. Amen. Amen. So be encouraged. And if you learned something from this today, we would love you to share the Savor. We also want to invite you, if you have not had an opportunity, to join the Savor community on Facebook. We'll put a link in the show notes. We would love for you to continue the conversation over there. We share all kinds of recipes and just we want to do life together. And so we invite you to be a part of our Savor community. We would love to hear from you. You can always find us on Instagram or Facebook. Facebook at Saver Ministries. You can email us at saver at crosstownchurch.com. And we are so excited for what God's got coming. He is doing a lot of things in our hearts and in this ministry. And so we are really looking forward to it. And we hope that you continue on this journey with us as we continue savoring the goodness of God. Thank you for being with us today here at Saver. This podcast is a ministry of Crosstown Church. For information about SOAR Women's Ministry or Crosstown Church, please visit crosstownchurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.